Hello and welcome to the One Big Podcast. It is me, your host, fellow worker Jason, and I'm here once again with fellow worker Derek. Say hello, Derek. Well, how you doing? Today, we're getting back into the groove. Don't throw off my groove, Derek. Uh, <laughs> we're getting back to the groove. We missed a month because I was all the way out west. And now we're in the beginning of a new year, believe it or not. And we're going to look back at our progress but for the past year as a branch and look to the future and see what's coming. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Like, what, what, what's our Spotify year in review? Is that what we're doing? Yes, yeah, so the Spotify year in review for uh, labor. <laughs> Great. I listen to a lot of slow core. That's, <laughs> I don't have Spotify, so I, I can't prove it. But I don't even know what that is. So. Okay, well, yeah. Anyway, enough about me and my weird music. Um, let's look back. What did we accomplish in 2021? Derek, let's start with um, something I know about. Uh, we put on a couple of organizer trainings, and we kind of streamlined it a bit. We did, yeah. So, you know, the IPCIWW has been working out uh, and developing what we've been kind of thinking of as our external organizer, um, our, our external organizer program, and also figuring out how we help people learn the ropes to organize within their workplace. Uh, love the IWW OT 101. We've hosted one or two here in Ypsilanti in the past. Um, you know, they're they're great, great things. And there have been some good developments in OT 101 in the last year or two to kind of make that a little bit better as well um, and more accessible, especially in the Zoom setting. Um, but we have definitely wanted to be able to kind of pick up and put together our own organizer training to get people up to speed and ready to either step into help organizing campaigns like outside of that campaign so that there's always someone to whiteboard with and kind of think about strategies and next steps and escalation um, and also give internal organizers sort of on the fly, hey, we've got 10 people organizing over here. Uh, can we put together an organizer training so that they can learn like what the like what the components of the conversation are and how to like use the tools of organizing from social networking to power mapping to um, you know centralizing and keeping track of all your grievances? Yeah, um, it's more like a OT crash course where it's like you're already kind of doing it, so you need to know this information as fast as possible. Yep. It's not like, oh, I'm vaguely interested in like maybe organizing my workplace. It's like it's already happening. I need to know like I need the tools real quick. And yep. we're like, here's a hammer, swing it. Yeah, that's right. And you know, one of the things that we used our organizer trainings for in the last year was as an opportunity to like identify fledgling campaigns in the area where there were people who were, you know, tepid or lukewarm. They weren't sure if they wanted to organize. And we identified them as we went through our four to eight week training, you know, hour a week, uh, four weeks for basic stuff, another four weeks for more advanced stuff. And we really kind of identified these folks and attached them to an external organizer and and helped walk them through and develop their campaigns specifically for their workplace, which really kind of helped us identify and tap into some workplace organizing efforts that uh, we probably wouldn't have been aware of previously. Yeah, Um I took it, I think, once at least. I think that was this year. Oof. I think I think you took it once and then and then also parts of it again. So I, I took it once completely, just in two different two separate times. Uh, yep. <laughs> it was really helpful. Uh I was like, oh, that makes sense. I never would have done that. Cause I'm not Derek, I don't know if you know this. I'm uh, not the most organized guy. Mm. Um I'm a bit sort of scatterbrain. Uh, I've never noticed that about you. No. Yeah, it's news. Oh, yeah. I, I tend to um start things and then just kind of forget that i'm doing them so you know 
It worked out. But you know what? It's it, it, it works because uh, you know, yeah, like like I'm I'm the opposite of that extreme where I basically have spreadsheets for everything and everything is data driven and I have a calendar that has every event that I'm going to or or maybe thinking about on it. And so between us we've got we've got we've got like, you know, the charismatic uh, perhaps a little disorganized, but front man. And then on the, on the, on the, on behind <laughs> it, you got, you know, the guy doing data and spreadsheets. So, you, you know, that's, a, that's yourself a good the drummer combo. of the group. Uh, am I the drummer? <laughs> that's interesting. I, I wasn't, I, I guess you're right. Front man is kind of like a band designation, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm the drummer and the beat goes on baby. It's in the pocket. Uh, <laughs> we also grew a bit membership wise, uh, by a bit. I mean, we have like a new delegate expanded to 70 something members and like in the past we've had a lot of members but like four or five active members and like a bunch of dues paying but like people are actually showing up to meetings which is really cool yeah yeah so that's been that's been a huge development the Ypsilanti, the ypsilanti iww's bylaws like we we try to follow the philosophy so delegates are like they're our internal organizers right and i'm sure that's the same at other branches as well like delegates do a lot of outreach they do a lot of conversations with members they help onboard people um, and so our bylaws tie the number of delegates we have to the number of members we have in the branch and we assess it every year and so you know this year we actually grew to having um, seven delegates uh, which is awesome. And every one of those delegate positions are filled on top of which we also have the branch secretary who is, you know, by bylaws, a delegate unto themselves. Um, and we filled our assistant branch secretary uh, treasurer job and our branch treasurer job. And all of our chairs are filled with. They're either with filled form. or have even have co-chairs. That's right. That, that, that actually, every committee has a chair and a co-chair. They, they might not all be functioning that way quite yet, but we're working towards it. So that's that's very exciting. It's actually pretty wild because uh, I remember when I joined the new branch and we we're still meeting in person. uh you know, sometimes I show up and we wouldn't even have a quorum. <laughs> I do. I remember those days. I remember those days too. We're we gonna have quorum this 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 week. We got we got three people, and then we're gonna get two more. Yeah, I remember that. I think it has a lot to do with Zoom too. Like as much as it sucks to meet on Zoom, sometimes it is way more accessible. Like to just be in your house and be like, oh, I got, there's a meeting. I can just get on my phone and not have to stop what I'm doing and like even participate if I need to and like keep up to date. Yeah, I mean, I think that Zoom has definitely been a big part of it. And I, I, I do think that as far as planning for the future goes, every time our admin working group meets, like one thing that that we have pretty firmly cemented is that Zoom's not going away. Even if even if we start meeting in person like in the next six months, which who knows if we will. Who fucking um, knows? That's right. But we've built plans for hybrid meetings. Um, and that is... I think essential. I, I don't think that Zoom is going away anytime in the near future, whether it's Zoom or some other meeting platform. But the point is, is, you know, we're going to be zooming into meetings for a long time. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't just sit at home and have meetings and talk about stuff. Um, we also did a lot of strike support because uh, there was a Kellogg's uh, factory here in Battle Creek, pretty close. Not, not super close, but close enough to drive to. It's Midwest close, you know, where you're like, oh, it's only a three-hour drive. Yep, which only is, a three-hour drive. Midwest is, close. Love it. Yeah, very Midwest of me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm thinking about going back to Pop 66. I'm like, it's only 16 hours away. What is that, Tennessee? That's Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, maybe this time I'll actually road trip with you. I don't know. You, can, you could be annoyed in the passenger seat of how I drive. Um, mm -hmm. 
Great. Yeah, we did a lot of strike support for Kellogg's. We did a march on the boss, the UE, a lot of different marches on the bosses in general. Yeah, it, we actually like showed up on lines and put... Uh, the thing you need to do most when you're in the union is just show up. Yeah. And we, we did a lot of showing up. We did. Uh, and it's not just like strike support in general. Like our campaigns, you know, the Ipsy IWW, we have, we have a good number of organizing campaigns that are active as well. Um, so we showed up for strike support and marches in the boss. Like you said, we showed up to support UE, a UE action here in Ann Arbor where we had some paralegals that are currently organizing and I haven't checked in with them recently because they're not organizing with us, but I hope they're still organizing and they know that if they, if they want support, we'll show up for them again. We had folks showing up to the Kellogg picket line. We also sent them um, not an insubstantial amount of, of money, which members in large meetings got together and approved sending. Uh, and we also sent a fair amount of hardship support to our own members. So, you know, mutual aid and support within the union has also been a big component of what we've been able to put together this year. I wouldn't say that we're sending people thousands of dollars, but we are providing solidarity grants to help people not get evicted in the middle of a pandemic, whether it's illegal or not. Um, making sure that folks who got COVID in the middle of their job were able to continue uh, surviving and getting groceries. So providing that kind of support and aid has been essential. And then marching on the boss, you know, that that hasn't stopped. We marched on the boss in multiple workplaces, winning um, higher salaries for workers in some places. We had one march on the boss that resulted in a training committee that was 100% worker run uh, at a place where like the training was so abysmal that people were showing up their first day of work with without access to the necessary systems um, without any kind of, without any kind of way to actually do the job. And this training committee got a bunch of workers from a, from a 30 person workplace, 13 people sort of showing up and having conversations about how fucked up it was that people weren't being trained properly and how dangerous it was. And that has led to further organizing efforts. So all of those efforts have, have really kind of shown workers, not only, on in other unions or in other workplaces that we are not at that the ipci ww shows up and supports workers but our own workers have started to see our own members have started to see their own power in their workplaces and that's 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 a great a great place for us to be yeah um with the hardship funds it's not like it's a lot of money but it's a bill for sure you know what i mean which is like look if i could get paid for being poor i'd be a rich man because i'm pretty good at it and a bill is big <laughs> yeah. No, that's that, that that's exactly right. And you know, the the IWW is not the Ipsy IWW is not what I would describe as a, a wealthy union. Um, and I, I mean, I think many of our local many of our local branches aren't because IWW dues are relatively cheap. But you know, what's that money for? That money is for the working class. It is raised by workers to support workers, and that's what we did with it. And uh, I think that that has been invaluable to folks who needed it. Some of that organizing built up into what we call SWU for social workers. Let me see a SWU. That's great. What I love. I still got to make this that song. You, you do. We need that song. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the song of the organization when it finally gets up and runs itself as an industrial union branch. You're, you're gonna. You're, you think I'm kidding? But I do have a beat making program on my computer. 
And I'm you better it. believe, like, at the end of this, it's just going to be, let me see you soon. It's like a trap beat. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, 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 I, I look forward to that. It'll be the dance sensation of the Ipsy IWW <laughs> for 2022. It'll be the second worker organizer song I've recorded. Excellent. After my seven-minute Krautrock jam that's just the AEIOU of organizing. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. This is a little bit different, isn't it? This one's, this one's really more of a dance beat, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it's good to diversify. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, SWU has been getting its feet. Um, it, it was based loosely. Uh, so first of all, what does SWU stand for? Um, it stands for Social Service Workers United. Uh, and it's more SWU. Yes, it's more <laughs> like a like a snake is saying it. That's that's <laughs> I think the way we want it pronounced is like SWU. <laughs> no. Uh, and then they were modeled very loosely on the service industry workers of the Ann Arbor area, uh, an organizing effort that that is still ongoing, but is more of a, it's it's a less engaged committee these days, but SWU is really taken off. Social service workers uh, have definitely had as rough a year as anybody else. Uh, the, the IWW nationally, I believe, recognized an industrial union, uh, 615, social service, uh, social service workers. Uh, and so, we founded SWU in the hopes of building like an industrial base here locally. We have a lot of organizing efforts among social service workers, uh, and it's hopefully going to be a good organizing base for those workers to be organizing from. So it is our hope, as much as I love having 73 members, if I can, if we can throw 10 of those folks into an industrial union branch and get that branch rolling and get some get some unions built up for social service workers under the IWW um, social service workers industrial union I'll be pumped 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 yeah so it was a pretty good year overall I would say I would say it was a successful year I mean we had some growing pains that's un, that's that's undeniable I mean we suddenly had a, an influx an influx of workers and you know the IW the IWW has been building capacity for a couple of years now it's it's hard to go from a group of you know 10 to 12 workers who are dedicated but somehow have to do all the work of the union uh, and then now we have 73 and, you know, a lot of those folks are not, are not always showing up to meetings, but I recently did an assessment with somebody from the, I want to say the Seattle branch. And I'm sorry, fellow worker, if you're listening and you're like, I'm not from the Seattle branch, but I think you are. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, they, they reached out, they did an assessment with us and we definitely have some areas that according to their metrics, we could use some growth in. Ooh, um, what are those? I'm, I'm interested. And I have to pull the damn thing up. So I wasn't <laughs> expecting to have to pull it up, Jason, but so I will, sorry. but I will say that as I was going through that assessment with that, with that fellow worker, um, one of the things that really stood out to me is we actually have a lot of people doing things. I think that by the count, by by the time we got through it, I was able to identify about 33 different people who were active and engaged in some capacity, whether they were engaged in their own local organizing effort, like in at a job site, or they were attending strategic organizing, agitation, propaganda, soap meetings. Don't say it. Soap. Every every worker, every worker gets clean with a little bit of soap. Oh. <laughs> uh, but so 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 we definitely we definitely have a lot of people that are getting up and engaged as external organizers as in as internal organizers as people getting out there and doing agitation work 
uh, all that stuff is, I think, really important. And it was very, it felt really good to hear that and to see that and actually think through, because I've never really put our branch in that context before. So that was, that was really nice to see. Okay, so... Uh, some of the areas that they recommended we continue developing in is solid branch administration, which I think for this year we will start seeing serious, serious growth in. Uh, we have every administrative position in the branch filled. Uh, it would be good. Uh, some of us have maybe a few too many positions. I am one of those people. Uh, so it would be it would be great to grow a couple more folks who either want to step in and take over the branch secretary role, which I would love for someone to do, uh, or or to have somebody step in and take over the organizing department liaison, for example. Um, all of those, I think, would be really good roles for folks to sort of step into. So we have a little bit more growth on that front to go. They gave us a big, a big no on demographics, progress, race. And so there's like a question that they asked, which was, you know, what is like the, does the racial demography of your branch match the area in which you live? And the answer is not really. No, not really. The IPCIWW is a very white organization. Uh, we do have a lot of women. We have a lot of, we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of different and we have a lot of different diversities in the branch, but we are a very white branch in, a, in an area that is, that has a substantial black population and a substantial Hispanic population, quite frankly. Yeah. And that's one of those tricky things to try to fix. Like, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff we could do. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Like the, one of the questions that he asked me was like, um, do you have a plan to attract those people or to bring those people into the branch? And like the answer is, I mean, no, uh, we could talk about what a plan like that looks like, but it, it depends on how you do it. Because like, I'm always, I'm always concerned about tokenizing. Like we've got to get more black people in the branch, right? Like that's not a, it's not a healthy perspective, but it, it, it is a healthy perspective to kind of think about how we need workers in the branch and, you know, workers come in all shapes and sizes and colors. And so, you know, sort of doing this work and thinking about how we go to these underrepresented communities and make sure that we're working with them to support them and doing what we do everywhere that that keeps people thinking about the IPCIWW, which is we show up and we support people regardless of who they are or where they're coming from, as long as they're not cops or landlords. Mm -hmm. uh, and and people come back and say, hey, you know, you were really there for me when I needed help and I want to be a member. And so that, I think that's kind of the work that we continue working towards. Anything else we failed at? <laughs> uh, let's see. We have nobody who's listed as a trainer in the branch. Uh, and we do offer our own training. Uh, but one of the things that we would like to, that I think would be useful for us to begin thinking about is how do we build up our own training team and connect with the OT 101 people uh, as, you know, as appropriate because having the OT 101 training can certainly be useful. And I, I respect the work that they've done to put that together. So, uh, and, and it's good to have a cohesive training across the IWW. So we might, you know, tap into that a few times, but it's also good to have our own trainers, folks who are ready to step up, put on immediate organizing conversation training. Like what are the ins and outs of an organizing conversation? Who can I call in the branch who's capable of doing that? I already know two people, but I'd love to have four people mm -hmm. that I can just call and reach out to. Um, who can put on our organizer training? Who can put our onboarding training on? Who are people who can do these things? So those are all those are all things that I think we could definitely be growing in. So let's look forward now. Let's go to the future. 
future and uh talk about what we're gonna do this year that's from was that was that sound the opposite of was that future no it's spongebob you know where squidward goes to the future and everything's chrome and he's just like on the on the floor and he's with his clarinet like future no nope classic spongebob episode well uh i i I don't know the classic spongebob you know my my animated neuroses were like Ren and Stimpy. And, oh, I know uh, that shit too. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure you do, but like, there's a point where I aged a little bit out of the Nickelodeon of the Nickelodeon. Uh, I mean, I watch cartoons still, but like, there was a point I feel like SpongeBob was just outside of the age where I stopped watching like Nicktoons for whatever reason. I don't think I ever stopped watching cartoons because I'm forever six years old. Anyway, future. Uh, <laughs> yes, onto the future. One major thing we're working on is uh, new onboarding, uh, like a clearer path to being a member. Because I know when I started, it was very much, hi, welcome, figure it out. <laughs> and that's that's how I got this chair position. Uh, <laughs> you, you figured it out. Yeah, for the most part, until, except like, you know, it was like maybe six months ago, I realized I was supposed to be running a store. Well, it also helps that you bring your own sitting apparatus. So, yeah, so onboarding is pretty important. Uh, we are we are modeling. So, you know, we have a lot of organizations here locally, and I hate to reinvent, reinvent the wheel if there isn't a good reason to do it. So... Uh, we have a couple of orgs locally who are doing a really good onboarding process, and we're sort of doing what I do love doing, which is reinventing the wheel only a little bit, but kind of keeping the shape of the wheel. You're painting the wheel. We're painting the wheel. Thank you. That's a, that's a good phrase. I like that. We're going to paint a beautiful mural on this wheel. Um <laughs> But it's it's like a, it's like a cohort model uh, in which we have six to eight people run through this onboarding, and it's it's a six to eight week process by which you know members make commitments to one another about showing up at future meetings. Uh, they engage in discussion. It's not like just sitting and listening to people talk. Uh, it's talking about the history of the IWW, the like the status of the labor movement, talking about organizing at Starbucks, like what's what's happening over there? What do people think about that? We have a bunch of really good topics lined up for it. Members will decide what they want to talk about next. But it's also going to cover the essentials. How do you participate in meetings? How do you submit agenda items? Um, how do you get reimbursed for things? Uh, what are the various committees and what do they do and how do you get involved in them? It's going to have a small primer on organizing. So uh, one of our fellow workers in the education committee, which we have uh, uh, somewhat newly minted, has been putting together this thing called uh, workplace resistance, you know, how to like resist in the workplace. Uh, and it's a very basic like agitation, education, organizing sort of primer um, training that goes pretty quick and is a great introduction to agitate. So uh, to the A in A-E-I-O-U. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that that's going to go really well. It's going to be kind of shepherded by our delegates. Uh, and we have a lot of people who have signed into the working group that's developing that. We're hoping to have that done by the end of the month and have it in place in February so that we can start putting members through it. I'm really excited to see that onboarding get out. Yeah, and um, I know uh, one of the things Agitation Propaganda is going to be doing for that is uh, building a little reference book that I like to call the D&D Handbook for the IWW members. Where that's like, right. 
here's what is this thing? What is this acronym everybody's using? Oh, okay, there it is. Mm-hmm. What's your armor rating? Yeah, exactly. Armor class. Armor class. That's right. AC. I'm sorry. God. Your AC. Mm-hmm. I almost nerd. said I almost said Thacko, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know stuff like that. Just giving people tools so they can get into the branch quick and start just doing the thing. And like it's not you know six months of just figuring out what you're doing. Another big goal of mine for the year, and I think some people in the branch are um, on board with this. Uh, is to have more fun, to just make being a work uh, or a, in a union fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Wobs just want to have fun. <laughs> yes. Oh, another song I got to record. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> and and one of those things is like we're gonna try to celebrate on May Day and have a big celebration. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, I think that sounds awesome for sure. And there are also some groups that are out here talking about doing marches for May Day. Like this is. Like, I'm not going to say it's year of the worker, right? You know, but like, uh, there's something that feels like very, very pop culture about that phrase. But there's a lot of worker anxiety and agitation and frustration out there. And you know what? Marching through the streets of Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, handing out union literature, uh, telling people that there is a better way forward and it's not working uh, for shitty wages uh, while your boss makes makes a mint, um, I think is a great idea for us to have a lot of fun uh, and make a lot of friends in the process. Yeah, um, I like the march idea, and I like that the march should lead to what someone called a leftist carnival. <laughs> that would be like we could get a bounce house and like maybe like tape uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk to the floor so you can like jump on them, jump on their bodies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I had a lot of ideas. I was lying in bed trying to sleep, and I was like, that'd be really funny. That would be really funny. And have some bands, you know, just have some, like, it doesn't have to be all so serious all the time. No one will want to join your cause if they think it's just, like, very serious. Like, they're not joining academia. They want to have a good time. Even academia parties. It does. You know, they, 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 they do. <laughs> Uh, I don't have I don't have a clever <laughs> retort to that, but yes. Uh, like I, I remember, I read that Ben Fletcher book. Um, mm-hmm. that someone put out. I forget who put it out. Uh, and they used to his branch in Philadelphia. Uh, used to on the anniversary of their branch, everybody would go on strike in the branch, and they like controlled the docks and just had a giant party in Philadelphia for the day to celebrate themselves. And I'm like, that's what we need. I just want to celebrate us. That one, Peter yeah. Cole. There you go. Peter Cole put the book out. Yeah. Ben Fletcher, The Life and Times of a Black Wobbly. Yeah, that's amazing. I haven't finished this book. I need to. I have like a list of I have a list of things to read. I'm on page 15. <laughs> <laughs> I've owned it for a year. Page 15. <laughs> that's all right. I, I've I usually read like 40, 50 books a year. And uh, I have it in the last two years, even though we've been home, because I just can't focus. Yeah, who can? Uh, but so yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's a great I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, and not to dampen the fun of a of a leftist here, carnival. Here comes Derek the wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that that that's right. Um, <laughs> there there's also we have in the years past put on a um, free school for workers where it's like, what are your rights in the workplace? Maybe we can maybe we can combine that with like. With like you, you you shoot you shoot you shoot balloons at like the 
uh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Amazon wall of shame. And every time you pop a balloon, I'll pop out and I'll say, you have the right to organize in your workplace. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll be the prize for actually popping I, a balloon. I like the idea of you as like um, a labor organizing clippy. <laughs> oh, I see you're trying to organize your workplace. <laughs> I see. Did you know that work- you can, <laughs> did you know that you can engage in mutual aid and support in your workplace? Absolutely. I see you're I trying would. to write a letter to your boss. <laughs> Have you used the smart system? <laughs> I like that idea. I like another, speaking of school, I'm just going to say this to remind us both. I know in-person school is kind of up and down right now and like who knows what's happening. Um, we need to go to schools and like to high schools and be like, hey, this is what a union is. I really want to do that. Yeah. I really think that you should connect with Junior Wobblies at uh, IWW National. Yeah, um, that's right. They probably I, have a bunch of lit you could use. I keep forgetting. Derek. We have a I, we have a chair of the National Junior Wobblies. We should we should get you in touch with them. Yes, I should do that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what else do we have going on this year? This year, we're also really close to dropping cards on several of our campaigns. It's taken several years. We've built, been building up a lot of things. Had several marches on the bosses this year, and each one is not everyone's been successful, but they've been sort of successful, mm-hmm. and it's just built up into a place where we can like start dropping cards. That's right. Uh, we have a, we have at least one big campaign that I'm very excited about um, that I, I think will just rock completely if we get them to that point. Uh, and then uh, of course, always uh, all those campaigns rock. There's no campaign that doesn't rock, but you know, <laughs> a couple of like smaller shops that, that have definitely taken the long way around, but that's, that's the beauty of organizing with the IWW, right? Like we aren't out here making cost benefit analyses about how much it costs to have Derek out there organizing with workers. It's really a matter of you got to have those relationships and we got to take time to do that. Make sure we've taken the time to build those relationships and get to the point to where we have each other's backs and we can really march on the boss in a big way. So yeah, I think that's going to be super exciting. I, I'm excited to see that too, just because uh, I'm ready for Agitrop to be able to make some stuff. Because when you're doing like, you know, a march on the boss or that kind of thing, there's not really a lot I can do. But when it's like, all right, we need pamphlets, we need posters, we need, I'm like, all right, let me get ready. And to prepare for that, that was all segue, see that? That was nice. Uh, Agitprop has started buying tools to make our own Agitprop. Instead of, you know, going out and sending out for something to be printed or, oh, we need a thousand buttons, let's order a thousand buttons. We're just going to buy the tools and start making them ourselves. And I'm very excited about it, especially the silk screener, because I really want to get back into the silk screening. I can finally make wobbly greeting cards. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. No, I think it's great. We're also going to have uh, um, pins. What do you call it? A button maker. There you go. We're going to have button maker, which is... Which is super cool. I remember when Wakwa, Wakwa, the Washtenaw Area Coffee Workers Association, put together their pins, and those things are still around. Uh, you know, there are these nice orange pins with the espresso stamp on it, and it says Wakwa on it. I love those pins. I'm sure I've got one in my office somewhere. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to just turn my basement into a um, basically a agit prop machine, and uh, 
have a bunch of workers over in my moldy ass basement. Maybe we'll clear out the mold a little bit. Yeah, I, I got to clean it up a bit. And I also think, you know, we're planning to build up that army of organizers I'm always talking about. You know, the IWW and work organizing workers in general. We need an army of organizers to really organize the workplaces that we're talking about. So we're going to be putting on more regularly occurring organizer trainings here in the IWW. Uh, building up more external organizers, giving internal organizers better access and more frequent access to training materials. And we're we're also sort of building up our own our own intake system so that we're going to have an, uh, we, we're already working towards having a triage team who can intake initial worker. I want to organize inquiries. Who can we assign to those campaigns to help shepherd them along and get those workers ready to start organizing? Uh, and then we have our own internal organizing where we have our delegates making phone calls every month, and that's been going on. But we're going to keep we're going to keep doing that and expand opportunities for folks to engage and participate in the life of the branch. So it is sky's the limit, exciting year for the IPCIWW. I'm hoping, and hopefully, with that um, going back to the May Day celebrations, we could use that and do other things to build solidarity with other left-wing groups. Like I like GDC a lot. It's not, it's not an IWW GDC, but I like our GDC. It is a, a lot. GDC. That's right. Uh, there's other, you know, left-wing groups that do a lot of good work and I'm like excited to like meet up with them and just be like, Hey, let's do something together and cause some trouble. <laughs> Basically. I'm, I'm excited to cause trouble, Derek. Well, that's what we've been working up towards, and we've made some trouble over the last year, and I'm also excited for us to make some more. I got a little criminal inside me, Derek, <laughs> and it's just itching to get out. Is it a smooth criminal, Jason? No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's a maniac, and I just want, I want, want to be let, on, let loose for like a good cause mm-hmm. instead of just let loose for no reason. Great. I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So that's our upcoming year. And uh, I'm very excited about it. Anything else we should be looking forward to, Derek, I can think of? Oh, yes. So we're going to expand our education offerings a bit, have some more discussion groups. Uh, I've seen this work really well in some places. So having some public facing discussion groups about labor issues, labor problems, how we've solved those problems. It's a it's a it's a soft space, but just just putting that out there, making making it part of like the the sort of emergent universe in which people are talking about labor and labor issues like that is a base from which we build other relationships and get conversation out there. And when people are talking about it, I feel like it helps prime them to be able to be ready to take action, even if they're not ready to do it immediately. Like yeah. puts them in a place where they're better prepared to think about it at least. You got to keep poking the the bruises if you want people that's, to get moving. That's right. Not if, but but not if you want the bruises to heal. So it just it just depends. If we're if we're using this as a labor metaphor, absolutely. If we're using it as like a body <laughs> metaphor, don't poke your bruises, folks. <laughs> What a note to end on. Uh, <laughs> don't poke your bruises. Yep. Also, also, I'm used to saying I'm not a lawyer, but I'll also add that I am not a medical professional. So, so if you have so no maybe poke your bruises. <laughs> so maybe poke your bruises. <laughs> All right. We're obviously both too tired and slap happy. Um, uh-huh. Hopefully, we can keep doing this podcast and getting some more people on it. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Well, wait, before we sign off, that's a good segue, Jason. If if you're if you're a fellow worker, if you're a worker out there and you want to talk about organizing labor, issues in your workplace, issues in work in general, 
We want to hear from you. Reach out to the One Big Podcast. Yeah, there is an email at the end of uh, the little tag, which you'll hear in about 40 seconds. Great. Uh, send, send us an email. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. All right. Have a good one. Bye. And that's the show, folks. It was recorded and edited by me, fellow worker Jason. The intro and outro song are also by me, fellow worker Jason. If you'd like to join the IWW and be part of the One Big Union, go to iww.org slash join. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, you can always email us at ypsilanti at iww.org. And until next time, an injury to one is an injury to all. Mm-hmm.